With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Joining us on the line right now is a tremendous, tremendous wrestler who I used to enjoy so much in the 80s and 90s, Heidi Lee Morgan, second-generation star. Heidi, what's going on? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, guys. How about yourselves? <laughs> hey Heidi, we're uh, hey, we're doing good. Awesome. It's uh, it's it's myself and uh, Stro and Kathy are here as well, and we just so, couldn't be so happier wait, to wait, have wait. you. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Are you guys all being politically correct wearing your masks, even though we're nowhere near each other? <laughs> <laughs> got, got, My got uh, a little bit of a sense of humor there. Okay. Yeah. What's seriously. going on in the world? I yeah. wanted to get uh, seven hours yeah. a day at work. No. <laughs> oh God. I wanted. Right. I wanted to get a clown mask, but my girlfriend wouldn't let me. So, I <laughs> I have a cut up T-shirt. Um, Join the clown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Join. Yeah. Little, we all need a little mask worn in our lives. Uh, <laughs> Heidi, I, I know you keep so busy with the training and you know the, the all the physical stuff you've been doing. I just see it all the time on Facebook. How, how are things going for you? So, as you all know, for those of you, the wrestling fans out there that are not aware, I've been a personal trainer forever in a day, uh, which is, you guys know, that's my first love. I love picking things up, putting them down, and have for many, many years. Um, but I've chosen to do it full time, and uh, I'm staying very, very busy with it uh, between the personal training. Um, becoming a functional nutritional practitioner, working with people on meal plans. Uh, And then I started my own uh, talk show, Women Encouraging Women, where I go around. uh, I just did an incredible testimony. I spoke with a woman that had an incredible testimony, uh, Yassel White, through domestic abuse and how she overcame it. And how she's still giving back to the community. I got to interview a firefighter, Kalo. So I'm meeting all these incredible people throughout the years of what, uh, you know, just being, you know, traveling and meeting 
and all these incredible stories and just trying to get them out there and share with the world. So I'm staying very, very busy. I work for Planet Fitness, one of the best corporations to work for, Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, uh, as their trainer and the state of New Jersey, because I am a Desi girl, Desi girl. We're still not open yet <laughs> as far as the large gyms are concerned, but um, because of this wonderful virus and only the one-on-one training is allowed to go on in this state. But in other states, they are open. You know, I mean, it's even like the wrestling. You know, they have uh, limited audiences and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, just trying to keep trying to keep afloat. You know. Yeah, and it's been so difficult for so many people. Uh, Heidi, you're talking about you know women kind of empowerment and women speaking out. I feel like um, these last I don't know year or two, probably longer. Um, the women have just been, and I'm talking in, in wrestling, you know, but uh, between the speaking out movement, you know, and the women main eventing shows and being being taken so much more seriously. It, it's such an exciting time, I think, for all these girls. What do you think uh, when you see that kind of stuff being going on and, and seeing women really given, in my opinion, more respect than they ever have, which is such a long time coming? Uh, it is a very long time coming, and I applaud, and I think it's absolutely fantastic, and it's about time. And what I think, and I've shared this on other interviews that I've done, because people ask me what was the difference between when you were in the industry as opposed to now, and there's one simple thing, and everybody totally forgets to look at it this way. But when you step back and you look at the whole spectrum of things, you're like, oh, yeah, now I see. Vince McMahon has a daughter. His daughter was never involved with the sport. When his daughter decided to take an interest in Stephanie McMahon, the whole tables changed. And that was actually because she's like, Dad, like, this is not cool. Like, how come we can't do this? How come we can't do that? What do you say? What do you say to your daughter when you tell your daughter as she's growing up that they can do anything plus? You're going to say, no, no, you can't because this is a man's sport, this is a man's this, and girls are only there to highlight the card. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to finally step back and look at it through your daughter's view, not a man's view. And had it not been for... Stephanie McMahon being born. I'm sorry, people. People can get pissed off at me. or I'm going to keep it really real. Hmm. It's because of her and him having her as a daughter that it's changed. That is why it's changed, because his own daughter took an interest in it. Had she not taken an interest, I really don't think they'd be where they're at, because she was the one who allowed the movement. I mean, think about it. Go back in and watch. And research. See when they really started giving women notoriety like it should have been. Why? Why? It's because of her. I'm not saying athleticism-wise. I am saying that is the real fact. You want to talk raw. You want to be real. Let's talk real. These women would not be where they are now. Only one or two of them would because, again, they would have been just there to highlight the card It's because he had a daughter and she made him open his eyes. 
Yeah. Because any man, anybody that has sons and then has a daughter that comes into whatever it is that they're doing winds up looking at it differently, just like in motorsports. Same thing. You can have a son, bam, you have a daughter, she takes an interest. You look at it from a different perspective. It's the same thing, same exact thing. So if you go back and you just take, you know, let's leap back a decade, a decade and a half, you'll see that's where the real change has been. Now, Hmm. did she want the show to be put on her? No. But she saw that other women could be marketable. And then those women, I'm sorry, but they ran with it. And I don't blame them. I really do not blame them. I would have ran with it, too, if the opportunity was given. Just like the Total Divas that was on um, entertainment. You know, they ran with it. Some of those women ran with getting that publicity and took advantage Mm -hmm. of it. And why not? Dwayne Johnson did. Nobody criticized him for it. But he never forgot, forgot his roots on where he came back to. So as long as these young ladies that are in this industry that are, you know, that um, are trailblazing for the next generation. They just need not to forget who helped make them. So that's my input. That's what I honestly think. That's interesting. Yeah, I I, I never thought about it that way. What do you think? That's what I think. That's what I personally think. I mean, it's it's strange to me. Like, if you look at, like, for example, the Attitude Era, when Stephanie first kind of came in, uh, women weren't treated right at all. But I I think you're right. I wonder if it's not, like, her influence more than him changing. Do you know what I mean? Like, with her kind of rising in promise. Yes. Yep. Her influence made a huge difference. Had she not stepped foot into the square circle, this would never be happening. It would have taken uh, how, how a little much, bit longer. Yeah. How, how much different do you think it would have been for you had you come up during this time as opposed to, you know, in the 80s and 90s? Honestly, I, I always – so some things in my life I was a late bloomer, and then other things I was uh, ahead of my time. So I think sure, as sure. far as, uh, you know, I, I myself set uh, patterns on I was – I was one of the first women willing to step out on how I dressed. Uh, there was a lot of controversy. Oh, she shows her hiney. Oh, she shows her tummy. No, no, boo. I never showed my hiney. I wore, I had, uh, uh, I had uh, leggings on underneath my G-string. Uh, nothing hung out. You never saw my crotch. Uh, I was a athlete. Uh, I could wrestle. And, yeah, I had abs that I trained my ass off for, so I was selling. Sure. Okay? And I was in between. I was I was fit. I wasn't a hardcore bodybuilder, but for my frame. And I was small for my generation. And now all the women the size I was when I wrestled is what they are now, so it's mainstream. So a couple of those, and then the, the aerials. I was a big aerialist. Uh, I, I did a lot of gymnastics. Uh, a lot of crazy maneuvers. So I think I would I probably would have fit right in with the way I wrestled, honestly. You know, I, yeah, I, I really I, would do. Think so. I just think I was ahead of my time for what they were looking at, you know, or what they were looking for at that point in time. Um, I, I feel like over the last maybe year or two, uh, for those who don't know, you were trained by the fabulous Moolah, correct? 
Um, Absolutely. I, 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 I'm curious your input on that because um, I've heard um, such good things from some people and such bad things from other people. I mean, what, what was your experience with the Great Muda like? I was the last of the Mohicans in 1986. I went okay. to a fabulous Mula school. Uh, she, uh, I was fortunate enough when I first went there because all the girls were touring that were at Camp Mula. So Mula herself spent one whole month training me in the ring. And at the time, fabulous Mula was 64 years old. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was incredible that a 64-year-old woman was still taking bumps and was able to articulate and and teach me uh, fundamentals on what I needed to know. And then, you know, some of the women came back, Judy Martin, Leilani Kai, Velvet McIntyre, Black Venus, and Susie Starr, and they just you know, they just cleaned the ring with me. They, I was a rag doll. I mean, they just wiped me up one end down the other until I woke <laughs> up and was decided I wasn't going to take it anymore. And Judy Martin turned and looked at me and said, well, it's about time, you know. <laughs> so um, I did not have the greatest experience when I was down there. I had a six-month contract. There's a lot of mental games that would be played. But okay. Out of that, I didn't have it bad like some of the girls. I did not have it bad. But I also had uh, a family that I knew I could go home to that would support me mentally, physically, emotionally, um, and I knew I would make it without her. And what her biggest thing always was to all the women, that they would never work for WWE unless they lived on her property. And she booked them from there. And it's just like I okay. said to her, my six-month contract was almost up. And I said to her that I was going back home because the contract was up for my training purposes. And I tra- and we trained five days a week. It was none of this weekend warrior. I, we would have a couple of weekend warriors that would come down, but they never made it to the levels that some of these women did. The ones that trained five days a week, five hours a day, which was mm-hmm. your Starry Martell, your Judy Martin, your Leilani Kai, your Velvet, your Wendy Richter, uh, Sensational Sherry, uh, Luna Vachon. These girls all trained at her school five hours a day, five days a week, and on the weekends we would wrestle, and we would get you know twenty five or fifty percent of whatever we earned. We had to turn it over to her. And uh, we were lucky that if we could even pay for a gas by the time that was all done, um, you know, and I'm not complaining about that because I've talked to a lot of young ladies now that drive eight hours and don't even get paid to wrestle that they have to rely on their picture sales. And that's ridiculous. There's no way in hell I would ever do that. First off, I broke my, my, my back in a match. So you think I'm going to travel eight hours and rely on picture sales? No, ain't happening. So all we might have had to pay a percentage, uh, which those stories are true. Um, I did not have, um, you know, Mool had said to me when I told her I was coming home, she says, well, hon, you're not going to make it if you don't live here. I said, oh, no. Trust me, I'll make it. Oh, well, you'll never work for Vince because you got to live here. I booked the girls for Vince. And I said, okay, well, 
you know what? Um, you can still book me, but I can live in New Jersey, which is only three hours from Connecticut, as opposed to you guys being 14 hours from Connecticut. So sure. you can still book me. I don't have to live here. <laughs> but the thing is, is Mula relied on those girls living there because she charged them rent. And yeah. then she made a commission off of booking them, a booker's fee, which, you know, uh, there are, you know, listen, agents do the same thing. So there's nothing wrong with that. But to try to manipulate and say that you're not going to make it um, is, is, you know, that part that you hear from other women are true. Uh, but yeah. Sherry, sensational Sherry proved that. She proved that, that no, no, I didn't need you. And then Wendy Richter proved it. But Wendy Richter, um, you know, never went back to WWE until it was time to receive, you know, being inducted in the Hall of Fame. And mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. saying that there was bad blood there for that. But those girls need to, those girls, you need to interview them on what they, I, of course we can't interview Shari, but, um, you know, but uh, Wendy herself, like, she needs to tell her story. I don't think it's fair for me to open my mouth about what other women totally agree. through when I didn't yeah. work it. I just knew that I had a good support team at home, and we put our foot down, and I walked. And because I left there, it took me six years to get back to WWE to work for them. Wow. And it's okay. Okay. It's it's all good because I worked for WCW, AWA. I mean, I was very, very fortunate uh, that I got to work with all the large corporate, the large uh, wrestling organizations out there during that era. You know what I mean? Had I stayed with her, that would have never happened. I would have been in my own little world. Well, it's you know? like, you know, you, you definitely made well for yourself, for sure. Uh, I'm just curious, uh, your your own perception, uh, because you are a, a second-generation star. I know a lot of people didn't realize that. Um, do you feel like it, it – did it did, – did that have any impact on your early years, just the fact that your father was a wrestler? Okay, so what everyone thinks is because, and this is why I have respect for second and third generation wrestlers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone thinks because you're a second, because your daddy is this person, or your mommy was this person, that you have the book handed to you. What they don't realize is they expect you to be able to walk the walk and talk the talk. And if you can't, it's like, really? You came from a wrestling family and that's how you take a bump? You know, or really, like, you don't know a top wrist lock from a hammer lock? I I mean, they are harder on you because you should know because you're second generation. They're harder on you because there's no excuse because you should have been taught a little bit before you came in. So um, uh, I had to still... I still had to prove myself on the athleticism. And trust me, I mean, they're like, okay, so what, you're a second generation? That doesn't mean anything. Can you take a bump? Can, can you do this? Can you do that? And then when they see what you can do, they're like, okay, all right. You know, so you still have to prove yourself. So can, I think sometimes it can help and then sometimes it can hurt. So my case, I just had to, okay, you're second generation. Well, let's see what you can do. Don't talk about it. Just Okay. It. 
So that's what I had to do. Uh, I that know makes other sense, people, yeah. Yeah, I know other people um, that it was a negative for them. It was a very bad negative, and uh, not not women. It was some of the men I traveled with, and I really don't want to say the one's name, but his dad was champion for WWE when they were WWF, but he wasn't really liked. So when the son came in, it was a shame because they took it out on the son on how they didn't like the, the dad. And oh, okay. It, it destroyed the boys. And yeah, his I and mean, he wrestled better than the father. He wrestled better than the father. But um, you know, Vince McMahon Senior loved the dad. This is how far back we're going. And then mm-hmm. Senior dies. Vince Junior takes over and brings in the second generation that everybody just loves his dad. But none of the guys liked him because they hated the dad. So it can go, it can go either way, you know. And it was a shame because his his career was short term, because mm-hmm. his dad burned bridges with the other wrestlers. Because after the after Vince McMahon uh, Senior passed away, they got rid of this guy uh, because the wrestlers really did not get along with him, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when he tried opening up the door for his son. It was very short term, so it can go either way. It, you know, if your yeah. if your family's starting a line where their reputation isn't the best, it it, it can go against you. That's interesting. That yeah, it, 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 yeah. It, no, it, it makes total sense. And I was really curious about your input there. Uh, you mentioned it taking you kind of six years. To make it to the WWF, uh, I don't know if that was your your end game goal or anything. But uh, looking back on that time that you spent in the ring, in particular with um, with Medusa, with Alundra Blaze, and that whole run, uh, what was that experience like? Kind of being on television in the early '90s, and there weren't a lot of women's matches back then, but you two were certainly lighting it up, in my opinion. Oh yeah. So are you talking about WWE days? When we uh, yeah, okay, from the tournament that, on, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So when we started with the tournament on, um, it, you know, we didn't even realize that. I, I mean, it's just amazing. We didn't realize that we were going to be like history. Like we didn't, you know, we just loved what we did. We mm-hmm. loved, we loved wrestling. We loved grappling that we didn't realize that when we had the women's championship tournament, that it would live forever through WWE's history. So reflecting back, it's like, what a cool thing that we were the very first Monday night Raw ever in their history. And that holds value and that holds weight. So then when the opportunity came and WWE contacted me back, they're like, listen, uh, you know, we want to tag you and Alundra up. We think you guys would be a good match because we got, you know, Bull Nakata coming over, Luna's managing her, and Mm -hmm. we feel that this would be a good run. And it was. I mean, it was an absolute – I mean, we – Oh, God, the trouble we would get into wasn't even funny. But we were a very good tag team working together, uh, you know, and we were just, 
it was just like as we were polishing our, uh, you know, working together as a team, you know, of course my career was uh, cut short uh, because I chose to have a baby. And back then, uh, if you were pregnant, bye-bye, that's it, no more, you can't do this. And, again, it's changed 150% since then. Now you can have a baby. They're still going to air you. They're still going to show you. They're still going to promote you. Back in our generation, they didn't do that. You had a baby, you were yeah. born, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we work very, very well together, and it's funny because – we were literally watching how it was growing. So when they started putting us together in, it was August of 94, we literally were watching how the popularity of us working together as a team was growing. And just mm-hmm. that ride to see how it was elevating was really, really cool. So it was an excellent time uh, between doing Photoshop, uh, interviews, a uh, couple of times when we were introduced and they had the special effects with the fireworks going off. We thought our hair was going to burn off because one of the sparks hit close to us that we were laughing our asses off walking into the ring because it's like, okay, if we don't get killed by the fireworks, um you know, we're we're going to get killed by this one, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was to see how that unfolded and where it took it to to where it's at now. Uh, you look at, you know, wrestling, uh, WWE Encyclopedia 1, 2, and 3, how they evolved. It's just really cool to know that we were part of that to help um, empower women to be involved. You know, making you, um, these little yeah. girls. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's it. No, that's no, it. finish yeah. your thought, please. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, no, yeah so I, empowering um, these little girls that, you know, are in the audience watching, saying, I want to do that. You know, I yeah. can do that. And and now look at them, and they are. You know, and, and look at where they they have risen to, you know. They, they, they've worked hard to, to get where they've gotten. Like a lot of people think these girls are, oh, they were born yesterday and right there. At the, no, no. A lot of these young ladies are, that are at WWE now took five years to get there. People think you just yeah. wake up one day. Like you want to, you wake up today and say, you know what? I think I'm going to wrestle. And next week I'm going to work for WWE. No, that's not how it works. Like all these women that are there, put their dues in. Maybe maybe it didn't take them eight years or six years like it did me. Maybe it took them four. But rest yeah. assured, it still took them four years to get there, you know? It took them four years to get there, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, to see where it's evolved is really, really cool. It's, um, I mean, to, to, to kind of look at it, um, you mentioned leaving to have a baby. And obviously that has been all over the news. I can't believe that it's even a discussion point that it ever was. Um, But obviously with Becky Lynch and everything happening on WWE today, how she, you know, left the title, went home to have a baby. Um, And it was treated very nicely, a a lot nicer than I would have expected them to act. Uh, Was there a lot of pressure on you to, to not do that at the time? Or was it kind of your decision and they were okay with it? 
but you're going to lose your spot. You want me? You want me to tell you the truth? Okay. I, I mean, it's truth. up to you. Yeah. No. Nope. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right off the. So Pat Patterson was the booker at the time, and Ann was his right hand secretary who w- would contact us to send us our plane tickets and our itinerary for what was going on. January of 1995, we were supposed to be crowned the tag team champions. I get a Mm. phone call from Ann to tell me that my plane tickets are in the mail to do Royal Rumble. I said, I'm not going to be able to do Royal Rumble, Ann. And she says, and why not? I said, well, because I just took the pregnancy test and it's saying I'm positive. The answer that I got was, well, you know what, just, just, you know, we'll, we'll make sure you don't take any bumps on your belly. I couldn't chance that. <laughs> I, I, Pat never said it. I'm not saying Pat Patterson ever said it. Right. And his secretary said, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that you're safeguarded because, you know, you know, this was planned back in, in December when you got the phone call that we were going to do uh, tag team champions. And this is what we've been working on this whole storyline since August. And I said, I understand that, but I can't take a chance and trust that somebody's not going to knee me by accident, somebody's not going to kick me, that I'm not going to take yeah. the ball wrong. Like, what happens if I never have a baby ever again after this? And she says, well, think about it and give us a call back. I need an answer by tomorrow because i got to send everything oh out. And, and I, yeah. I called her back and I said, I just, I just can't. I said, I don't know if I'm ever going to have another baby again or not. I just can't take that chance. And I'm very, very sorry. You know, so, you know, she she gave me, she's like, okay, I'm sorry. This just messes up all the plans. Uh, Alundra calls me. Well, I called her and I said, I really need to talk to you because I didn't want her to find out from the office what happened. And we talked, and I, like, literally was crying my eyeballs out to her. And she's like, oh, my God, you're going to have a baby. Like, we need to be excited. You know, so she was, and she's still one of my dearest friends now. We touch base every, like, every other month and stuff. And, um, you know, she's like, you know, Heidi, you always wanted a baby, and you always wanted a little girl, and you're going to have her. I'm telling you, you're going to have a little mini Heidi. And sure enough, I had, well, (laughs) I, I had she's the best of both worlds. She's half her dad and half half me. And I mean, you know, honestly, I only had one kid. What happens if I took that chance? I would have lost yeah. my baby. He's twenty five this year, man. And I only had one. I, so yeah, it was I can't answer for any of the other women and I can't say that the powers of B told me that. I'm just telling you what Ann had said to me, and I don't even think Ann is there anymore from what I've been told. So um, that's how mine was handled. I can't yeah. answer for any other women. This was back in perspective. You still altogether. there? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Different perspective I got you. altogether, I... you know? Wow. You know? Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and Heidi, I was always under the impression, um, and you can correct me if, if you think I'm wrong, um, that WWE seemed poised like they were going to grow out that women's division. Um, you know, you talk about the tag team titles or whatever. But between you leaving and then uh, Alundra Blaze leaving unexpectedly at the end of that year, 
Um, right. Did you know? Were there plans by WWF or WWF by WWF to um, to actually expand that division to where there were more than just three or four women at a time on a show? Yeah, that's were there what plans they were at that really, time? Yes, honestly, yes. So, in their defense, in a positive note okay. here, yes, they really yeah. were trying okay. uh, because it, you know Pat Patterson with some of the visions that they were having. They said that they would really they like. They don't really want to just like have ten have women do. Ten women do. Oh, you there? Oh, you there? I I'm got here. An echo. I got an echo. Okay. Uh, oh. There were ten okay. women. <laughs> uh, you know, they wanted to do it where they they had around ten women, uh, uh, not just doing royal rumbles, but bringing them in where they were, they were actually doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that was their their goal. It was just a matter of finally maneuvering and getting that uh, accomplished. Okay, okay. You uh, know? Uh, Heidi, yeah, no, I, I yeah, I I understand, and that's kind of what I kind of had figured. Um, if you could uh, talk about the back injury, I, I absolutely horrible, and the timing really couldn't have been worse. Um, I. I, I can't even imagine coming back like that and then having something like that happen. If you could talk about the uh, the injury and, uh, you know, how it kind of impacted you in the future. Yeah, so in 97, so I, saw, I started training people again around 96 because mm-hmm. I had my own ring. And I did a lot of stuff for Alpha, uh, the Samoans, one of the original Samoans. And... Um, so he had contacted me, and it was going to be, uh, like, my return into uh, wrestling. And, yeah. Uh, it was a, the girl that I wrestled, Kathy. I forget what her wrestling name actually was, but her name is Kathy. She um, was new, and, again, I do aerial work. Uh, I'm a gymnast, or was a gymnast. I went to do a maneuver. There was not that many people in the audience, maybe 150, 200 people. But when you're new in that sport, you get gun shy when you're on stage, and the ring is our stage. And what happened was she shot me into the corner, turnbuckle. I jumped up. She came darting in, and I sat on her back. And I felt a hesitation. And I was supposed to do a back bend where my head came in between her legs, and then I rolled her up. Yeah. But because I felt her hesitation, I'm like, this ain't going to be good. So I went to reach for the turnbuckle, and then oh. she threw, fell back. When she fell back, my legs were trapped around her neck. Her 180 pounds landed on me. I felt my back crack like an adjustment, not a break yet. And, again, yeah. my legs could not be – they couldn't untangle around her neck. And she winded up flipping for me because I had a, a, a hold, a, a tight hold with the way my oh legs my were. And when we both landed on her tummy, I couldn't breathe. And I rolled out of the ring, and that was it. I was done. I couldn't move. And um, my spar- my dad came with me. My dad never really came to my matches uh, you know, maybe a couple that were local, but this one was two hours away in, in near Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. my training, he's like my uncle, uh, Artie Palmer, 
uh, Amy Lee uh, Palmer's husband. Uh, he okay. was my sparring partner, and uh, he's a real shooter. Like, he's, he's a, a man's man, like, real shooter. And he was the one that I would always practice my maneuvers, self-defense tactics, because he was very schooled in so many areas. And he came with my dad to that show that day with me. My husband at the time uh, was at home with our just-turned two-year-old little daughter. Um, So they got me home. It's so funny because I just saw Artie and Amy this past weekend. And I said to Amy, that was a two-hour ride, and Uncle Art had me to my – because I refused to stay in the hospital up in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. It was Mm -hmm, December mm -hmm. 20th. I didn't want to be in Pennsylvania for Christmas. I wanted to be home for my baby. And um, Artie had me home in, you know, 80 minutes. He had Not 80 minutes. It was – yeah, it was 80 minutes. He had me home in 80 minutes instead of the two hours. And, uh, wow. yeah, he, he flew. He, he flew, and uh, I winded up breaking three vertebrae. I was blessed on how they broke because they broke L-shaped outwards. If they would have gone okay. inwards, I would have been paralyzed. So from the waist down, I would have been paralyzed. I wore a body brace for six months. And uh, that was the final straw with me wrestling. And anything I did after that was just strictly I would MC, I would guest referee, I would guest manage, or I, I sign autographs, but I was not taking a bunk. I was yeah. um, like, I got a daughter, my daughter needs me, and that was a wrap. Yeah, that was that, that did me in. Yep. Broke my Do back. you ever... I, I can't even imagine. It broke your back for this business. Do you ever think about how close you came to being paralyzed? I, that's such a scary thing to think about. It really drills home how how dangerous wrestling can be. Right. And here's, you know, people like, oh, the ring's got spring. I'm like, have you ever been slammed on that ring? <laughs> I don't give right. a crap that there's a friggin' ring, a spring underneath. That doesn't mean Jack Black, okay? That, it friggin' yeah. hurts. You're you're landing on plywood. You're still, oh, there's mats. Are you kidding me? Like, have you ever taken a fall on a jujitsu mat? It's still friggin' Things. It still feels like you, yeah. you know, you just been ricocheted. Like, are you kidding me? Sometimes people just make it's like that's why sometimes wrestlers get so mad and just want to pick somebody up and slam them and say, "How's that feel?" Yeah, really? Oh, that <laughs> right. that that right. hurt. I'm sorry, I didn't know that. I've only been doing it for 20 years. Yeah, it's like you're constantly giving yourself a concussion and 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 that that shock. You know, I mean, yeah, we learn how to protect ourselves, but you still, there's an impact. I mean, all these boys, you know, the workers, the women and men, they have so many war wounds. Look at how some of these guys walk around. Their hips are jacked up. You know, I mean, how many, I had double shoulder surgery, you know, between my gymnastics, the wrestling, you know, I've taken a toll on my body. And some of these guys that still continue to wrestle, I mean, they're, you know, they're beating their, their bodies are getting beat up on a daily basis. People have no clue. They have no clue how, how it, you know, how much of an impact it has to your body. You know what I mean? 
But yeah, I, I, mean, that's I it. that was a big wake. Yeah, I listen. I, I <laughs> not the same thing at all, Heidi. But like, I managed twice, and the blue mimi knocked me down one time, and my knee still hurts. Uh, Twelve years later, <laughs> so I, I and I, I just got knocked on my fat ass. Is all he it. did, but. <laughs> Yeah, it, it. It, it it taught me that I didn't want to go to wrestling school and learn how to do that more. I can tell you that. So, right. Uh, right. Heidi, absolute <laughs> absolute pleasure tonight. It really was. Um, if people want to kind of keep tabs on you, I, I mean, I know you do the the personal fitness and the training and all that stuff. Where can people uh, follow Heidi Lee? Okay. So, it, for all of you that are on Facebook, it's Heidi Lee Morgan DeBartholomew. I do have a pro wrestling page, but I don't keep up with that. So, if you go to my Heidi Lee Morgan DeBartholomew, I post stuff uh, that I am doing. Also, on Facebook, Woman, W-O-M-A-N, Encouraging Woman, W-O-M-A-N-L-L-C, on Facebook, also, on YouTube, I've got a whole bunch of different between, if you type in Heidi Lee Morgan Pro Wrestler, there's a whole bunch of videos. Or if you type in Woman Encouraging Woman, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's I have 13 episodes out on interviews, ab workouts, um, and you can type my name in and that will come up or go to the webpage. And uh, Instagram, it's Heidi Heidi DeBartholomew on Instagram. So, uh, yeah, just keep it clean because if you decide to, like, not keep it clean, I block it because it's my family page. Good for you. And I don't need need anybody (laughs) trying to do something that's inappropriate. So trust and believe, I will block you if it's not acceptable. (laughs) I see all the time yeah, Stro's threatening to block people. <laughs> Stro, aren't they fun on social media? It makes it, it makes it good. It's a yeah, never constant dull moment. threat of unfriending them. <laughs> yeah, never yeah, a dull yeah, moment. Like, listen, listen. I, my daughter's like, Mom, 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 listen. Ma, you're too forward. You can't be too forward. (laughs) (laughs) The hell you can't. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. (laughs) Listen, guys, I want to say thank you very much for having me on your show. I I enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. It's nice to talk about some of the stuff that we've done in the past, you know? Yeah. Uh, Heidi, you're welcome on any time. It always goes so fast. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much for the time. Uh, before you go, could I ask a favor? Sure. As if this last like 45 minutes wasn't a huge favor. Uh, I was just wondering if we could get you to record what we call a bumper to play on the beginning of the show. Would that be okay? Absolutely. Okay, cool. It would be um, so the name of the show, the name of the show is in the room. Uh, you know, however you want to craft it is fine. It's uh, myself, Stro, and Kathy are here. Uh, yeah, but you know, however, you, just tell people who you are and tell them they're listening to in the room. All right. So. And whenever you're right, ready. ready. Okay. This is Heidi Lee Morgan, pro wrestler from the '90s. If you were smart, you would zoom into in the room where you get real raw wrestling information. Check it out. I love it. Heidi, thank you so much for the time tonight. It really was great. I I, I can't thank you enough. I, I You were an absolute pleasure to deal with. 
Thank you. And I want to thank you very much for thinking of me. And I am appreciative that you want to hear some of our cool stories from uh, I love yesteryear. It. And, we, and we have a mutual friend, too, uh, Albert Carabello. He says hi. Oh, my goodness. I was his gym teacher for crying out loud. Did he tell yeah, you that? Yeah. Yeah. Did he tell he you did, yeah. them do military workouts <laughs> if they didn't listen? <laughs> did, he, did he have to climb the rope? Uh, no, we didn't have a rope in gym class, okay. but I would make them do. I would make them do walking lunges <laughs> on the big soccer field we had if they if they acted up. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. They're like that's, uh, Albert... that's not a gym teacher. That's a Gestapo. <laughs> when um when when I was I mean I was doing this podcast before I met Albert, but for a stint there. Um, I was doing the VOC Nation radio show on, on WNJC out of Washington Township with Albert and my partner, now Bruce. So that's how I got to meet him, but uh, just a tremendous guy. And, and uh, yeah, he's uh What a he's great whole world, right? Yes, yeah. let me tell you. Tell I, him I did a workout with Heidi one night, and let yeah. me tell you, she killed me. Wait, wait, wait. I can wait, imagine. Wait, 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 wait. I can wait. imagine. <laughs> Don't tell that story. You did awesome. No, she's not telling me. She did awesome. Uh, you know, but I was I mean, dying. It was she was dying. Yeah, but it was a good workout, wasn't it? Oh, it she was. It was a great workout. Then I had to drive home. <laughs> yeah, I'm then she had to drive 45 minutes home for a baby. Yeah. Yeah. But she trained so hard. She trained so hard. She did really good, you know? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Hey, you I had love to it. work out in a real sweat box, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. She came in. She's like, this is where you train people. It's like, yeah, this is where we train the fighters for their conditioning. So she's like, oh, boy. <laughs> Kathy oh, yeah. was telling me she wants to go back once the pandemic's over. So Listen, you know what? She can because they're so now working <laughs> with Planet. I can't. Don't shake your head. No, I know you are. I can see it. See, I can see through. I can see through. <laughs> but uh, seriously, Planet Fitment, uh, we have different rules, um, and mm-hmm. you would you would appreciate it. You know, different rules. I, I we can't work you like I could at that boot camp because I got not allowed to body I do your uh, videos too all the time. Oh, I'm glad you're enjoying yeah. them. Do you like the Do you Great like stuff. the ab ones? Oh, God, they're killers. <laughs> She's like, yeah. She's like, I turn it on, and I'm like, yeah, no, not today, Satan, not today. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, listen, well, guys, I, I, it, I, it's been yeah, really good. Uh, we loved it. I really did. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, I, I had um, hernia surgery last year, and uh I was looking a lot of like those kind of ab workout stuff, you know, with that stuff. And uh, right. it seems like a lot of the stuff that you kind of are putting out there can be really helpful for that. So I, I, I recommend anybody that's in uh that's in need of some training, definitely to check out those videos as well. Cause they're very helpful. Why? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I greatly appreciate the plug. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, thank you so much for the time tonight, Heidi. It, it was an absolute pleasure. Well, listen, guys, stay safe. Wear those wonderful masks. And uh, please keep yourselves safe. 
And uh, <laughs> listen, thank you very, very much, and have a blessed night. How's that sound, guys? Sounds great. Thank you, Heidi. All I'll right. talk to thank you later, Heidi. Thank you. Peace out. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Sorry to mute you there. It's an accident. Uh, please don't body slam me at Planet Fitness. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, we have a commercial break we got to get to. And then we've got a bunch that. of callers on the line as well. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We've excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.